You are now tuned in to the award-winning Comic Section Podcast Network. In a world where comic books have taken over the mainstream, where the geeks inherited the earth, where the nerds have taken over the turf. Ah, nerds! From the TV screens and movie scenes. From collecting your favorite pop toys. They're figurines! Where cosplay is your freedom of expression. Where cartoons and animes are your absolute obsession. If you're looking for a podcast that shares that connection, you can find this and more in the comic section. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new issue of the Comic Section Podcast, issue number 225. I'm your host, Jason, alongside my co-host, Rigel. Rigel in the building. And hey, y'all, man, we just came from seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Go ahead, hit it. Yeah, man. And uh, this show is going to be all centered around Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And uh, so for all of our listeners out there who have yet to see it, uh, we highly advise you to press pause, right? Still download it. You know what I'm saying? Save it for later or press pause. Come back to us so you can check it out so you can dissect everything that we're going to be talking about because I believe we're going to be doing some light to heavy spoilers, right? Yeah, I, I think we'll uh, look, we'll start out with like our general impressions of like what we thought, try to do like a non-spoiler yeah. sort of thing, just going over it. And, uh, and then if you want to pause there, check out the movie and come back after you've done so. Uh, please do because I we, we want to get into it. Yes. This is uh, this is a movie we need to talk about oh man oh man yeah so much to go into man and uh you know what let's just go ahead and jump in man you ready let's do it all right let's hop on in guardians of the galaxy volume three review all right so uh like i said man we just came out from the theaters and initial reaction, you know, when we walked out, what was going through your head? Emotional damage. <laughs> ah, I have depression. <laughs> man, oh man, you got depression? Uh, okay, well, no, actually, yeah. no. Uh, in all seriousness, um, this movie was like utterly fantastic yeah. to the point that like, uh, like after we were done and we like shot that reel, like giving just our initial like reactions, like yeah. getting out of the movie theater, right. uh, you could all just like looking at the footage, you're like, oh wow. They, they just went through an experience. Absolutely. It's, it, it's really just hard to like come up with the, the words that this movie put us through. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, uh, this is a really, really good movie. Uh, really, really great send off for the the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, uh, or at least for these characters in the franchise. Yeah. Um, I think that they did utterly an amazing job with it. Um, yeah. What, what about you, Jason? Oh yeah. man. Well, walking out of there, I ooh yeah, I felt all the feelings, man. I I looked at y'all faces, I looked at y'all eyes, and I definitely agree with y'all sentiments, man. It was something that you had to go through. So many emotional roller coasters, like it was so much. But yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It's uh, I'm gonna miss these these guys. Man. I'm gonna yeah. miss this crew. Like honestly, like this was a crew of ragtag. It's you know, it has that 
trope of the ragtag team that you they shouldn't make it they you know they're just so different and they all have so unique personalities they're liable to clash but that's what makes this group work because they yes. do clash you know what i mean yes. it's, but they you know they come together and uh yeah man uh man yeah i'm gonna miss these these guys man. It, it's, it was whew. it is kind of weird just looking at the the legacy of the the guardians of the galaxy movies because mm-hmm. like just thinking back on when the the first one uh, was coming out and like literally everyone was looking at that movie as like that is the one that's going to fail yes because the MC yeah. was just starting to take off uh-huh. uh but like people were not necessarily getting fatigued yet but they were just like man the, like how are they going to make this work right uh, especially like when they saw that they were doing guardians of the galaxy of all things they're mm-hmm. like Okay, how are y'all going to make that work? It was the one thing that like it shouldn't have yeah, like, gone anywhere, right? And then by God, it became Marvel's most popular franchise. Absolutely, like right next to the Avengers. Yeah, there was the the Guardians movie. Yeah, let's keep it real. Let's keep it all mm-hmm. the way funky, man. Most of us didn't know who the Guardians were. No, let's just I keep it. Did not. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's telling because like you yourself, you're. I mean, I look at you as like one of the more highly level when it comes to comic book. Nerd them and stuff so it's like if you weren't too sure about it i know damn sure i didn't know really much yeah. about i've heard of them but it was like i just never that was never a group that like you know crossed my mind as to oh i might have to pick this up right and uh but yeah like you were saying man it's just crazy how this when this came out the first one the people were like yeah mm, like word like yeah Y'all getting a little too ahead of yourselves, right? A talking raccoon? Yeah, really? There's, there's a tree a there? A tree? Like, okay, what are you guys going to do with that? Yeah. And then you leave that movie being like, that was like the best comic book movie I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I even left that movie thinking like, that wasn't really much of like a superhero movie. It nah. was just a great, like, it was Star Wars meets Ghostbusters kind exactly. of vibe to it. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%, man. Yeah, yeah. So seeing it all come to a head, seeing it all come to a definitive end, mm-hmm. uh, it's really bittersweet because yeah. like, on the one hand, you're it's sad to see a franchise go it's sad to like see these characters move on mm-hmm. but also they nailed it they did this is this was the way to to end the series yeah man they stuck the landing on this one they did that for sure especially at a time where you know the mcu is seeing a lot more critics yes. than before like I, you know there was a time where everybody was on that marvel train you know what yep. i'm saying like this was infinity war this was before Endgame. like people were like oh man like hey everything stopped for marvel now after all of that you know you know if you haven't seen Endgame, of course we no longer have our tony stark yep. uh steve rogers is now old in age so you have a lot of new characters and a lot of people are like, well, the, uh, I feel like they're they're losing the backbone of the MCU. That's what I would yeah. hear all the time. Oh, man, man, we need Tony Stark. We need Steve Rogers back. We need the backbone of this franchise. And now that they're no longer here in the franchises like that, people are kind of, you know, a little worried, you know. And, of course, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yes. So that was, an, you know, another thing where it's like, oh, we don't know the momentum for the MCU is definitely starting to dwindle a little bit we had some people it was kind of split with thor love and thunder there was some people who liked it it was some people that really did not like it at all mm-hmm. uh then you had you had black panther wakanda forever which i would see generally most people at 
least enjoyed, right? Um, and then you had Ant-Man, and Ant-Man was probably the most <laughs> divisive <laughs> of the MCU movies we've seen in quite some time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, we don't know. Yeah. And with even with this movie, too, I was a little nervous because the critic scores for this movie were not like overwhelmingly positive mm-hmm. when uh like i think the very first week like when critic reviews started coming out yeah it was like at a 77 percent on the tomato meter and i remember like seeing a bunch of people like make such a big deal out of that but mm-hmm. th- like i saw it, like dude that was the average for marvel movies like people make such a have such a big emphasis on the rotten tomato score meter yeah uh, but it's like we never did that with like any of the other marvel movies and even then like you look at the past like rotten tomato score for like the first guardians or uh-huh. the second guardians movie yeah. they didn't have like super high critic scores either right, but right. we all loved those movies absolutely and uh like end of the day like very similar things happening like it's got like a, a an okay like a healthy i think it's at an 80 percent critic score yeah like now. 80 81 yeah. or something like that um but the the audience score is like very much in the the 90s which of course. is pretty much like par for the course for Absolutely. these movies yeah um yeah i i say if you've been a fan of the guardians of the galaxy franchise if you've loved all of these characters and have like loved all the uh the other movies and the christmas special uh-huh the, the Christmas special is important. It yeah, very Watch important. Watch the Christmas special. Absolutely. You will love this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nah, man. It was, uh, oh, man. It was such a, a great time. Really great time. And let's go ahead and start getting into the characters that we yes. love that stood out to us. Because with this one, me and the third one, and of course, we've heard rumblings from actors themselves, right? Like Dave Bautista, he said months ago that this was it for him. Like, he's done with the Drax character. He appreciates it, but he's done with it. Uh, I believe Zoe Zaldana, like, uh this was months ago as well. I believe we brought it up on the podcast once or twice, but she was kind of saying that, you know, she felt like being in these franchises like Marvel and Avatar that it kind of stunt her creative yeah. growth. So she was, you could tell she was ready to be done with it. So, and then with Chris Pratt, you never know, you know, uh, it, it just seemed really murky, you know? So it's like, oh man, so this is legit going to be the last time we see this team yes. of guardians uh, together. But, uh, but yeah, but let's go ahead and dive into uh to the characters, man. That what really stood out for you? Like what was that character that really did their thing in this one, man? Well, uh there's uh, honestly the the thing that I got to give James Gunn and the just the entire creative team who worked on this movie, kudos and all the actors, like literally every everything about this movie is each one of these characters has their moment to shine mm-hmm. and they all like th- like they all are given arcs that like just reach perfect conclusions for them yeah like uh, honestly you can start with like really any one of these characters mm-hmm. um but let's just um well, why don't we jump into peter quill why don't we jump into uh to all crisp right. rat let's do it baby star yeah. lord yeah yeah so um obviously like there's <laughs> With Chris Pratt in particular, there's a lot of criticism that weighed his way and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with Chris Chris Pratt, you either like love him or you hate him at this point. You're yeah. either like okay with him being in stuff still, or you're you're just like no, I'm I'm done with him. I've kind of been on the the fence of like. Uh, I you're still a good actor. I recognize uh-huh. you're a good actor, yeah. but also I'm just tired of seeing you and everything too. <laughs> um, a little overexposure. Yes. Yeah. But 
this one thing I was concerned about with this movie going into it mm-hmm. was um, like, how were they going to wrap up Star Lord's character arc? How were they going to still make this movie about him when, like, you know it, I know it, everyone knows it. We were all like looking at the trailers, the promotions for this movie. This was a Rocket Raccoon movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We'll, we'll get into hundred percent. Yeah, we'll, man. I kind of want to save Rocket for last. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, we'll save Rocket for yeah. last. But uh, so yeah, so looking at Chris Chris Rat, I keep <laughs> calling him Chris, Chris Rat instead. <laughs> I I keep calling him by the insult name. No, look at Chris Pratt. Uh huh. Looking at Star Lord. Yeah. Um, you see him start off in a very very low place. Um. This movie actually opens with with that fitting like James Gunn soundtrack with the the awesome mix, mm-hmm. and uh, it opens to the song "Creep" by Radiohead. Yes, and Rocket's the one who's mainly like listening and um like responding to the song, mm-hmm. but it's about him and Star Lord at that moment. Like that's how Rocket's always felt about himself. But now Star Lord is at a place where like he also is in the area where like he does not like where he's at. Um, yeah. He's still mourning over Gamora and her dying in Infinity War and then her being brought back in Endgame, but it's not actually his Gamora. It's a variant from another timeline that mm-hmm. just got left behind here. Yeah. Um, so she's she's off doing her own thing like she doesn't care about him she has no emotional connection why would she right so yeah he's just lost devastated Mm. um and then what they do throughout this movie is they give him a a reason to like care and just get out of that stupor they Uh, they put Rocket in a very compromising position where his life is on the line mm-hmm. and Star-Lord has to step up in order to save his life yeah. and be the, the leader of the Guardians again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with him realizing that he's been running away from the biggest problem at all. Like he has this found family. He's got this like great life with uh, all of these friends of his, yeah. but like there's an entire other life that he just completely left behind and he True. never ever went back to. Right. Uh, so I was, I was really glad. I was actually kind of floored that they brought him back to, yeah. to that, to, yeah. to the roots of the, the character. So yeah. uh, well, what about you? Oh man. Yeah. Nah, uh, seeing star Lord, man. And yeah, I, I agree with the, uh, basically with his story, being that okay it's it's time to really find himself again you know it's yeah. it's tough because i'm like yo we oh man like i'm trying to put myself in star lord's shoes which that's hard to do because you know you found like you know what happened with his mom lost his mom at an early age then the ravagers came picked him up and then he kept losing people losing and losing and he lost the love of his life yeah <laughs> right and and you know that wait she's still around but it's just that scene where she doesn't even remember him like that it's like oh that's heartbreaking man i i felt for him and i understood his his whole premise man i understood his fur his full circle overall even more because it was like oh man he so much lost that it's like okay now he's on a quest to find himself 
you yes. know and i appreciate it man i, I love his character development um i love him as a character yeah and it's just like i was just rooting for him man and you couldn't help but root for like you know when it comes to everybody he has that more grounded like hey all right i'm gonna woo people with my charm okay like yeah i'm like yeah i'm gonna steal some stuff yeah i'm a ravager yeah but it's like I was just rooting for him the whole time, and yeah, man, I was I was definitely happy how James Gunn tied his story up because this was this movie was all about tying up those things and mm-hmm. knowing that hey, man, I got to go back and reconnect with that that family, you know, on Earth. Like I gotta reconnect with my grandfather, and yeah, man, I thought to me like yeah, he this was this was great. I loved how they wrapped up his story. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's so much that, you know, you go into as far as just lost in in finding oneself and Mm -hmm. just a little bit of advice that he was getting along this journey uh, from his sister. That was that was moving. So, yeah, yeah, I I really liked how um, like even the moments that he has with Gamora in this because he's so like he can't process the fact that that's not his Gamora anymore mm-hmm, that that's not mm-hmm. the woman that he loved yeah uh and though like at one point she like shouts out like rightfully so like I'm not that girl and I'm not going to fix you yeah like you literally have to, fix, to yourself. fix yourself absolutely and yeah man and um yeah it's just like it's such a great like moment such a yeah. great like, turning point for him absolutely um, it's a life lesson man the the only thing that i would say um and this is just kind of a weird critique okay the only critique that i would have with this is the fact that um the christmas special is canon yeah the christmas special is very very important Again, yes you need to watch the christmas special. got to got to uh because and that you learn that mantis is his sister yeah and that ends with him like being like overjoyed like learning that oh, oh. Wait, i actually do have family yeah. and it's mantis uh-huh. and she's been here the whole time yeah um and then they don't really do anything with that in this they have like one really good like uh sibling moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quote unquote sibling moment where like she tells drax to say something yeah intelligent then he he knows immediately that like you didn't come up with it. <laughs> like i know you smart. come That's on man metaphor. i know you, you bruh that way yeah yeah um but the other than that they didn't really do anything with the fact that they're I can siblings see. I, yeah i can yeah. see that critique i'm not mad at that mm-hmm. no yeah i'm not mad at that at all um yeah, it was kind of like she was kind of his his guardian angel in a way. It's like, you know, yeah. just little little seeds of, hey, you might want to. Because, I mean, there there was a few conversations like in the beginning um, where, you know, she's like, hey, whatever happened to your grandfather? Yep. And he was like, oh, well, he's about 50 and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, wait, well, but you don't you want to. And she was such, you know, and just to transition, let's flow right into Mantis because that's another thing, man. Because with Mantis giving those seeds away, you could tell she was like on that journey herself. Mantis had a really great character arc. And honestly, she, um, there are some parts where she kind of steals the show. Yeah. Like she has some kick-ass fight scenes. Oh my gosh. That, that moment where they're um they're in the flesh space station. Yeah. I will not call it anything else. That was a flesh space station that they were on. Yeah. Um <laughs> that like she starts like just like touching, like leaping herself onto people and then yeah. telling them to do ridiculous things. Yes. Is just amazing. I love that. Um 
yeah, no, she she definitely had some really great moments, and they they played into the the core of like what makes that character special, which is emotions. Yeah, like, yeah. She's she's the empath of the movie. She knows how everyone's like feeling at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just love the fact that like there are several points, where, not even with Star Lord, but with like other characters in the movie, like she she calls them out on their shit. Yeah, she do. Yeah, she do, man. She was like that. Uh, yeah, it was like she was the big sister of everybody. Yeah, you know, because like some people would say, oh, okay, well, Nebula is more. It's like, but it's just it's wisdom there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like she's wise beyond her years, even though I know she's like super old. And when it comes to our age, like human age, she's probably like a couple hundred years or oh, yeah, yeah, you know. But still, you know, she had such a, a wisdom about herself that I definitely appreciate that she brought that levity. That's yes. the word I was trying to think of. That levity to to everyone's situation. And like you said, man, she put a mirror up in everyone's face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might not have liked it, but she's like, hey, here's the mirror. And, you yeah. know, and I'm also looking at myself, too. You know, yeah, that was that was the big part of the movie for her was her realizing that she can't just let people like push her around. Yeah, anymore. she was like, done. She, she was yeah, just listening to whatever anyone else was was saying or doing. And she's like, no, you are screwing up and yeah. you're going to listen to me because right. you're screwing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, well, we can. I like you said screw up, right? Yeah. Because there's one character in this movie that I feel definitely steals a lot of every time he shows up, every word that comes out of his mouth. You know, they might describe him as a screw up or dumb or things like that. But hey, y'all, come on, man, Drax, mm. Dave Batista might have had the story arc to me, underrated story arc to this whole thing. Got to, got to, man. Round of applause for Drax, man. Dave Batista, you acted your butt off. He by, did. But it was just, he has such a, well, how he's written, such dry, but it's brilliantly dry. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, like there's an art to it, you know? And just his arc of being the person that they all like, oh, he's dumb. Like, oh, he's just like, why don't you ever listen? And he has the quips that we all love. I mean, Lord knows I've I died laughing at so many of those scenes where he's just like, you know, uh, second best friend. I could have gave it to you, but they're all going now. Freaking <laughs> the chips. That the, moment where he's like, yeah, of course I can make I can make metaphors. I, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. I, I talking pooped about. out. I made a poop the other day that was shaped like a fish. My buddy if he could do metaphors. Uh, like, where do you, take you that. even know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and man, you can't help but love Drax, yo. And, you know, uh, look, the spoilers are starting to twinkle in, y'all. So here it comes, right? Drax, when the moment that, you know, he was labeled the destroyer, it just that just felt like a label, man. From the first yeah. film, it's like there's there's more to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's such a funny, like open hearted, big hearted. But like he is that protector, though. You know, you're not just going to mess around. He definitely feels like that brother where it's like, hey, I'm going to make fun of you. But nobody else like, nah, no, nah, we're not doing that. And you can see that. All throughout this film, you know, when uh, when your boy Adam Warlock came in yeah, and just going to town when he came through, when we first see him in this thing, he had his eyes set on our beloved Rocket mm-hmm. and uh, and just 
how he was like he was one of the the few of course everyone came in to you know try to stop him but when i saw drax and he was like yo pick on somebody your own size like i know that's a cliche line but i felt that yeah you know what i mean like i felt him when he said that just like hey uh uh-uh no and uh but yeah and just uh his overall arc of being a dad Mm. you know because we that's the thing we forgot drax had a family like they yes. made, I mean, in the first film, that's what made him the, the destroyer, destroyer yeah. was the fact that he lost his family. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, no. So for everyone who might have been concerned about Drax's character arc, especially with how like Guardians Volume Two didn't really do anything to expand upon it, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. then uh, you might have felt like he got robbed in Infinity War and Endgame because mm-hmm. he didn't really get like a revenge moment, or, like a good face off against, against Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, yeah they more than make up for it in this movie and they do it in a way that fits too or like yeah okay he's been like an idiot character throughout all of these movies and everything that you've seen with him Mm -hmm. but like how they like ended off with the character being like i mean you're you're dumb and you're uh like you're goofy Mm -hmm. but like like manta was saying like he makes us laugh he brings us joy he's and he's he's muscle he's a the yeah. huge part of it too yeah um like yeah like that moment where he's facing off against adam warlock it is like that's that's dad stepping in yeah like, you're not you're not touching my kids no nope. um yeah and i thought it was just it, it was really just beautiful how yeah. they brought him back into that fatherly role but mm-hmm. then taking care of like all these other kids yeah um it it was just very very touching very very heartfelt um i literally cannot think of a better way they could have ended it with that character yeah, absolutely and I, we were all saying he was gonna die as we did <laughs> I, I was nervous man i didn't want anyone to die but uh but it's funny right you brought up kids yes and uh there's one character who uh you know kind of made his uh on-screen debut and definitely was uh, a kid at heart he might have been you know built and and <laughs> built a certain way but at the end of the day he's still a kid trying to find himself and we're talking about your boy adam warlock yes man. huh <laughs> he finally out of that cocoon baby and man, finally jesus christ <laughs> and boy did he come through man he came through with vengeance but was it really you know was it really vengeance yeah it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was something yeah, it, it was he was a man on a mission yeah, absolutely um yeah, no, I I will say I wasn't like super super hyped for Adam Warlock, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I've, I on the one hand, like uh, when I heard that the character was going to be in this movie, even though like the High Evolutionary was like the main baddie, yeah, I was like, oh okay, so they're just kind of like throwing him in this movie just because they teased him at the end of Guardians Volume Two, mm. but then they didn't put him in Infinity War, which is where the character's actually supposed to be, but right? Whatever, right. yeah. Um, but they they kept him in this movie, and honestly he was still did a great job Mm -hmm. and i kind of loved him he had the same energy as uh prince charming from the shrek movie yes that's (laughs) it the entire time when he (laughs) and uh the the high priestess sovereign were together because like that's that's his mama that's his mom so uh like it was like the fairy godmother and uh prince charming (laughs) together they're just doing their idiotic scheme you know mother 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 <laughs> but like he's he's a big softy because like like yeah. you said he's a kid he's still. a kid still he's, he um 
he came out of the pot a little early. Yeah, just a little bit. And even though he's like super powerful, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, not the most emotionally mature person. Um, yeah, honestly, love what they they did with this character. Yeah, love that he was like he starts out as a bit of an antagonist, and then you see him like warm up. Just the moments with like the freaky little cat thing that he ends up adopting. Right, like the second Gamora threatens it, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa let's, let's not get too hasty let's, here. Yeah, calm down, relax. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, now nah, man, it was uh, and yeah, just seeing the the unspoken moments were really heavy especially with his character because his Mm. character he saw a lot like all the way to the end man he just watched and he was like wait a second why did you why did you save me like yeah you know and Groot Groot's being Groot we're gonna get the Groot too Mm. but uh you know Groot being what Groot do you know hey you know everyone deserves a second chance man and him just like just awestruck and just like the scenes of seeing you know the family just the crew together and just seeing him in the background just sitting there just observing yeah and just watching like wow you know maybe like okay like this is this feels like a family yeah just him seeing that and him like you were saying man just just growing up and i feel like he's this was a film that he made his debut but also i feel like he's now starting to grow up and like oh okay I see. I see what this is. Adam Warlock went to a character that like I genuinely, even like in the comics, genuinely don't have that much of a care for, mm-hmm. not that much of an interest for, to I actually am excited to see what they do with uh, with him and the the other like new guardians yeah. uh, going forward. Like, yeah. I, I would like to see him return in like the uh, the next Avengers movie facing off against the Kang or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's, he's fun. They, they made him a himbo. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, and you bring up new Avengers. Oh, I'm sorry, Avengers, but uh, new uh, <laughs> Guardians. So let's get into one of the newer characters as well, uh, Craglin. Yes, but, you know Craglin was, uh, you know, of course, with his character, you know, taking the place of uh, of your boy Yondu, Yondu, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just him trying to figure, you know, figure out how to work that uh, that powerful. Uh, what's that like a the weapon that uh it was you whistle and it just goes yeah, and it just an takes out head yeah, yeah 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 so him trying to figure out how to do how to take that play because it's yondu man you know right. ain't nobody replacing yondu but him you know just trying to figure that out you yeah. know and i'm i always get excited whenever i see someone's like who the baton got passed to and just trying to see where he fits and how he can be his own version of that you know yeah. and just seeing how him trying to work it uh, him getting into a little uh you know uh temper tantrum with cosmo you know another new <laughs> character yes. that uh that definitely stole a lot of scenes of that uh that that dog was in you know shout outs to cosmo and uh but yeah it was cool to see it was cool to see him trying to learn and trying to figure it out and it you know it took the uh the memory of yondu to really help yes. him harness that you know what i'm saying kind of felt like that uh What's that one moment that you see in a lot of movies? You know, you see that one that that passed on yeah. and they appear and it's like, hey, just hey, come on now. Come on. Use use your heart, boy. You, you know what you got to do. Yeah, come on. It's, it's your time. You it's your time. Do step up. Yeah, man. And uh, I felt like he stepped up, man. It was a character that I was like, I'm, I'm all right with. But this yeah. movie was like, oh, OK, 
I'm a fan. I'm I'm worthy. Yeah, I think like because they, he and Cosmo both they're both in the movie, but they don't play the largest role. Like they're right. like core members of the the Guardians. They're they're the ones that like stay behind to uh, to watch over nowhere mm-hmm. while the rest of the Guardians go out to to save Rocket. Yeah. Um. And like on one hand, it's like it's kind of disappointing. Well, for me, I'm more disappointed that I didn't get more Cosmo in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I feel like it, it still worked um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like because yeah that character arc that he had where like it is still him trying to figure out how to use this arrow and step up into that role right Um, it's still like it's important but it's not like as important as everything else mm-hmm. so I kind of see how or why they uh, handled it the way that they did yeah Um, yeah no I, I think he did a great job I mean Sean Gunn kills it every time also every time. Uh, Notice this in the credits too. Uh, Sean Gunn also played uh, Young Rocket too in the um in the flashback scene. Oh, that was him so too. Instead of it being Bradley Cooper, if yeah. I remember looking at the the credits correctly. Oh, that's fire! It was, it was uh, Sean Gunn who was uh, Young, Young Rocket. Rocket. What? Which that is uh very very impressive. That's yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, he definitely stole the show with with that. Um, but. Man. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Again, Cosmo doesn't really have much of a character arc. Is just kind of no. that character that's there to like break moments of tension slash help out when when she needs to. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. By God, that's a good dog. No, nah, yeah, it was, that's a good dog. Good dog, right the, there. That Cosmo. The few lines that uh that she's in, the few moments that she's there, mm-hmm. she really uh she kills it. Oh yeah, absolutely. She completely kills. It. Absolutely, yeah. You're right, man. I was just looking at the credits, man, and uh, yeah, man, that's insane. Wow. Well, hey, I look Cosmo. I'm excited for because i think we're going to see these characters more down the line if if we get another guardians type movie i don't know if we will but i would love to see them in some form or fashion maybe in the disney plus you know television series or oh, something yeah something along those lines Do like another, man. yeah either a disney plus show or at least no, if nothing else like another like a uh, special um like like one off or something yes. right like let's another look. christmas special yeah donate. all right right man i'm saying yo but uh we'll move on from that character or those two characters to uh a character that we're definitely very very familiar with and uh it's time to talk about the evolution of groot that's yeah. right see what i did there yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> groot man it's such an amazing you know for him to just be just say the the three words i am groot and how they meant so much i honestly feel like i can read his language yep. you know what i'm saying just how hey shout outs to vin diesel man because it's like how he, like he you know evokes those three words man they can mean so much and just by how he says it and the emotion behind it you could tell that like when they put that effect on when it's low it's like oh man just looking at the scene like dang you could you could tell when he's angry yeah because you know it's void the modulator is up on 10 when he's like when he especially in these fight mode you know shooting the guns like yes. and from all the branches man yo i mean one can argue that you know he was the support 
Yeah, no, <laughs> you know the, literally the moment where uh like they start attacking the high evolutionaries base and like he just opens up and all those guns are all those guns him. man and i was like yo fruit ain't playing oh. man fruit ain't playing he, he has grown up now he absolutely a little baby twig uh-huh. to a freaking machine yeah man and you know and at the very end you see him like just be that size of like jeez like Groot's still oh, growing yeah. like it's insane <laughs> love Groot man Groot is definitely the heart Groot yeah I would say because it was kind of in between between Rocket and Groot but Groot Groot's the heart man at least for me like just seeing like the audience melt whenever Groot is on screen whether he uh like the baby twig mm-hmm. or from the first movie when he was kind of you know still young and then you know teenage like oh he's starting to rebel like you know yeah. what I'm saying got a little attitude yeah volume two you saw that a little bit and uh and the third this one right here man it's like yeah man Groot was just willing to do anything for for everyone you know like i feel like Groot if you if we wanted to see this crew come back together it would be for Groot i absolutely believe yeah. that yeah it would be for Groot none no mistake none it's just you knew like they're coming together for Groot so yeah man his story arc was was great <laughs> just for yeah yeah he i mean it's it's Groot at this point like you uh you either love him or you don't like he's um th- his character premise is very very simple um th- like again didn't have like much like really really deep character moments mm-hmm. but like still like the moments that he does like like that kick-ass scene where he's like shooting up the entire high evolutionary base of star lord yeah or just that moment where like he decides to save adam warlock Mm -hmm. and adam's like why would you do this and like he's just like i am group right you deserve a second chance yeah like yeah or the scene with uh gamora leaving and you know and you could tell he was all shy yeah looking down like i am Groot, and Mm -hmm. she's like and she understood him. She understood she him. She understood him. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves Groot. Everybody loves Groot, man. I can't find a soul. If you don't like Groot, something wrong with you. Something's, yeah, something's All right. off. All right. But uh, <laughs> we'll move on from Groot to a character that, uh, man, that character, speaking of not liking, not liking, man, oh, man, not liking. We got to talk about Gamora, man. Yeah. We got to talk about Gamora, man. Gamora, woo! Now, I preface this by saying, okay, you know, let's say you're you're here, right? Let's say you're you. All you know is you. All you know is your friends, your family. Then you come up across a team. It's like, hey, man, like, you remember us? Like, yep. no, I don't know. Like, but you were, you know, like, no, I'm sorry. No, I don't. Like, uh, y'all seem okay, but yeah, nah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And boy, did she, whoo, but I understood her though. You know yes. what I'm saying? She had, uh, I don't say, I mean, you're the daughter of Thanos and you, her and Nebula, they, they're known to have the attitude, yes. man. You know what I'm saying? James Gunn had a huge challenge, like putting Gamora in this movie still without having the Gamora that he's been working with and basically like starting over with the character from mm-hmm. scratch. Yeah. Where he took her, though, made uh, complete sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, obviously, she wouldn't stick around with them, but she'd still go into space. Right. It made sense when you see her that she's been hanging out with the, the Ravager. The Ravager, yeah. Yep. Um, 
and yeah, again, the, the moments where like she tells off Quill, like I'm not that girl that you fell in love with, but mm-hmm. like she still ends up like not necessarily even like falling in love with him. No, again. no, no, not nothing like that, but just still like just learning like, to appreciate him and yeah. seeing that. Okay. I can understand how I can see a why. version of me. Yeah. Um, the way I saw it is I think the best metaphor for it is like there's an ex in your life that you mm-hmm. just like broke off things with and they've moved on. They're they're good. They're okay. they're living their their best life. Yeah. You're still just completely like hung up yeah. and you have not been able to move on. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, you you want that person to like still be there. You still want that relationship, but you have to come to terms with the fact that like that's over. Yeah, that's gone. Uh huh. They're they're doing their own thing now, right? And it's like okay, yeah, I know you. I know who you are, but mm-hmm. like we're not a thing anymore, right? And yeah, that's that's something that Star Lord had to come to terms with. Yeah, and um, but I'm glad that they were able to bring her to a point where like she could appreciate him yeah. and they could still have like a, it, 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 a strong bond. Yeah. They're still like, not, there's uh, still, yeah. Hey, there's still a chance. Damn it, man. That, that last <laughs> shot of her, first of all, there was some, there was moments where she started to smirk a little bit like, uh, yeah. okay, I see the charm. She ain't going to say it. Cause you know, you have people, they, they'll never, they'll never admit yeah. it, but then you can look in their face like, Oh, okay. Oh, Oh yeah. There's a chance. Hey, he got the first one. Yeah. He could get this one too and just maybe take a little bit more more time. But no, you're right. You're 100% right. She was the ultimate mirror for him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that speech was needed to be said to him. But you know, sometimes it, it comes off, you know, hurtful, but hey man, uh the truth the truth is uh is a bitter pill, man. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to swallow, bro. That truth pill is Woo, it's something. Yes. And uh, and she brought it to him because I was just thinking, right? Because like the example I gave, it's like, imagine if we were to see this film through the eyes of Gamora, right? We don't know the Guardians like yeah. that. Like, imagine, just take yourself out of the this side of the frame where we're all like, oh, it's the Guardians, man. How do you not know? And you're just someone who's like, I just walked in here. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. Like, you're in love with me. I don't even know you like that. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, man, I totally understood her character and I loved how mean she was because that, when she made that turn, when it started to like, oh, wait, 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 that's when you're like, yes. Yeah. Because that payoff was that much more. Yes. And like seeing them as a whole, like just the slow motion walk, I love. I love the slow motion crew walk. And we had a few of those, but that last one with her included, it was like, oh yes, they're yep. they're whole. Even though they might not be what they were, they're still whole. And yes. Yeah, man. I I loved everything that she did. And ultimately, you know, like you were saying, you know, she's with She's with her family, yeah. the, the Ravagers. She's with them now, and she, you could see she's, she started her own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, definitely love Gamora, man. And uh, and I know we're probably not going to see too much of her in the MCU anymore. Hope, but I hope I'm wrong. I I swear I hope I'm wrong, man. Hopefully Zoe, hey, whatever. How much money you need? I get <laughs> Just it. Write some more Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I, we don't want to stunt your creativity. You know, Marvel Avatar. It's all Disney anyway. The hell, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I oh, I would love to see her. But but I understand. I get it. Creative of minds i you don't want to be boxed in it's just a selfish fan of me that's all we, we say this watch her being a star wars project you know it's gonna happen and i'm all here for it uh but we'll move on from gamora to her lovable sister that yes. we all love so much man nebula, nebula. Woo! you want to talk about a story arc 
Yeah, really. Man. Yeah. She um <laughs> again, everyone went through it in this movie and um Nebula was surprisingly really great to the point like like she is like the the big sister slash like the the mom yeah. of the of the group at yeah. this point. Stern mom yes. too. Ooh, man. <laughs> Get yelled at all the time, constantly criticizing everybody. Yeah. You're doing this wrong. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Nebula. Oh, man. Because again, man, we've we've first seen her, you know, Thanos little girl. Like, hey, I'm gonna do anything for my dad. Yeah, whatever, Gamora. I know dad really likes you more, but this is why I'm so so angry. Right. And, and to see her to where she is now, even at the beginning where, you know, she still has that, but you know, she, that's her family. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I love that, man. I, I, I have a, a soft spot, a soft spot for like, you know, just painting asses. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're, they mean well, it's just, they just, you know, the pain in the ass. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like she, because they, they establish in the, the second movie, though, like, the big thing that she always, like, just secretly wanted was a family. She yeah. just wanted a sister. She wanted the the pain and the torture to stop. Mm-hmm. And, like, she finally got that with, with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's still, like, why are you all just, like, a bunch of idiots? Yeah. But then just gets to a point where, like, you're idiots, but you're my idiots. Yeah, exactly. I still see the, the value and yeah. the, how just great all of you are. Are. yeah um and also just like she had like so many like kick-ass scenes like yes. that arm of hers the the nanotech oh. that's with it now like man woo! absolutely love that love that no yeah you're right man she's such a yeah man it's it's like uh because <laughs> I, I know people like her it's like she, yeah underneath all of that that all she just that's all she wants yeah. you know and she's been through a lot like she, traumatic she man all the stuff she's been through i can understand why you know you might deal with somebody and you're like oh come on you root for them but it's just like they got so much trauma that it's like you gotta it's gotta work through that trauma man yep. and man she's been through it but to see her and her arc to where that's all she really wanted was that family and that love and now she can actually help do that you know and i'm i'm super super hype and uh yeah, man. With her character, love Nebula. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love. It. She's a big softie at the end of the day. She's got, you know, onion. Just got to peel it back a little bit. Hard shell, but you know, she a softie at heart, man. Big time. Big time. Yes. Man. Man. Oh, man. Okay. So, so now we've we've covered most of the uh, the characters, but let's get into arguably the uh, the most important to starting off with. Uh, let's let's um I, I don't know. Let's uh, change up a little bit. Let's uh let's evolve. Okay. Uh, a little. And go into this movie's antagonist, uh, the High Evolutionary. Yes. Yes. Come on now. Look, High Evolutionary. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit it. This is for uh, for the actor who played them, uh, Chuck Woody uh, Iwuji. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Round of applause for you, sir, man, because my God. I... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start this by saying I take back everything that I said a couple of podcasts ago about oh, okay. Jonathan Majors okay. being the ideal Lex Luthor. Ooh. I want I want Ooh. Chuck Woody to play Lex Luthor now. Oh my! Oh 
Oh my gosh! For yes, multiple reasons. Yes, for multiple reasons. Man. But especially like after wa- walking out of this movie, because one, you, he acts his ass off. Absolutely. Yes, he does. Like he, he's a really just great, surprisingly three-dimensional villain Man. that is just so obsessed with making everything like just absolutely perfect. His ultimate goal uh, is to create like the perfect utopian society, which isn't necessarily a bad goal to have, mm-hmm. but it's that classic moment of like, you have good intentions, but you're doing this in like the worst possible ways, my guy. Yeah. Um, like you, th- there are just straight up acts of horrendous villainy that this man <laughs> dudes, it, he genocides an entire planet. I don't care. Life forms that he considered to be like absolutely perfect at one point. Yeah. At one point. Uh, and then he's just like, and when that's the, it goes to shit because he didn't he didn't do his job right or whatever he's like like, okay i'm done playing with you now and boop plant blow up yeah like what the hell that's it peter Gwill, you know star lord told him it's like hey man you got you got this place where you have you know your creation selling drugs to other creations he's like you're right yeah i'm gonna blow it up and start over Mm -hmm. yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah. man man to the point where his his own crew was like yo you taking this a little too far my guy oh yeah like do you 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 really doing this like are you a little obsessed right yep. now man and he didn't care he didn't care yo he said one of the illest lines of all villainy right he was like there is no, no god, god. That's why that's I why had to step, step in. in. Oh my it god! <laughs> that moment, the second he said that, I was like, "You are Lex Luthor." Yes, that is it. Because that is just that, like that is the epitome that of line. Lex Luthor. That line, that right is there. what he should be. That's one of the um, greatest villainy lines. Period. Oh man. Yeah. No. And he like he has like this great like massive ego about him. Like mm-hmm. he's just so convinced that he is the smartest being in the universe. Yeah. To the point that when he actually is outsmarted by a creature that he considered lesser, like like you see him like acting all nice and like playing around with uh when Rocket when he's a he's a baby. Yeah. Uh. But then like the moment like Rocket points out, oh hey, you got this machine hooked up wrong. Why don't you? do this instead he's like how did you know that yeah why did like and he literally like goes through a mental breakdown (laughs) realizing how can this thing that that i created created yeah somehow be smart how did you figure it out before me before me that's that's his whole goal that's his whole thing that's why he's so obsessed with getting rocket bat not necessarily because uh, he has such a high intelligence, but because he has a brain yeah. that he created right. that's somehow better than his brain. Yeah. And he doesn't understand doesn't how that's understand possible. It. It's kinda it's kind of uh <laughs> it's kinda ironic, man. We're living in this day and age where that might actually happen with technology, man. Yes. Like we're we're creating this this thing that's supposed to make everything easier for us, and then it turns out, oh shoot, we might have messed up. Like this actually may be smarter than us. Yep. You know? Uh yeah, man. I oh man, that's a great pick for uh for Lex. I see that. Cause I was getting yeah, when you said Lex, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's perfect. Lex, uh, he definitely got some Doom vibe about him. Yes. Uh I mean it's so you could put him in any any role, but Lex though, yeah, yeah you are. He he would man, kill. he would kill it in that, man. God, he was such an amazing villain. Cause again, yeah. man, a hero movie is only as good as his villain. Yeah. Like the villain has to be that. And my God, the high evolutionary 
was that in in some? I want to say like he is in the the top three like MCU villains. Like he might be the most reprehensible mm-hmm. out of all of them. Because yeah. even with Thanos killing half the universe, mm-hmm. he was like looking at it as like a place of mercy. Like yeah. he still had humanity to him. He did. I look at the high evolutionary and I'm like, you are. Uh, you're where everything goes wrong. Evil with, incarnate with the human. Like you are, you are eugenics incarnate. You are, yeah. you are the <laughs> Holocaust. If the Holocaust was a person, I'm saying, that's man, what you are. God, um, man. give him all the awards. Yeah, man. he easily is like he, he is up there for like top MCU villains. I'm like, not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. My gosh. Well. Hey, man, every villain, every antagonist needs its protagonist. And I think it's time we talk about the protagonist, the star, the story. Let's, yeah. It's time (laughs) we get into Rocket Raccoon, man. This this was Rocket's movie. Yeah, absolutely. This was very much a, even though, like... For for reasons he isn't like as active in this movie, mm-hmm. he has by far like the most important role. Yeah, of the entire film. Yeah, I mean it's he gets hurt, you yes. know, critically, critically injured, and and while he's incapacitated, you know he he goes through those memories because again, man, throughout the whole series, man, he never wanted to talk about his past. We yeah, we just knew that he was experimented on. Like you see, like some of these scars that he has in like the other movies, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, yeah, no, I can see why. Like whatever you went through would screw you up. Yeah. I can get why you're shut out. PTSD on all time high, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, then you actually see the stuff that he went through. Like there's that moment where like after they get his file from the, uh, from the, the flesh planet, um, (laughs) they like looked at footage of like when rocket was being created Yeah, and they're like, everyone in the guardians is just watching this in like utter horror. Like, like even nebulas, like Thanos didn't, didn't go, didn't go that, that far. That when she said that, I was like, yo, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Cause yeah. like your body's mostly metal. Right. But like, then again, Thanos did that like piece by piece time, but he didn't do it all at once. Not all at once. Whereas like rockets, like, and Boom, boy. Like, she oh was, she God. was crying, man. Like and Nebula don't yeah. show emotions like that in this movie. She does, but yes. typically I'm like, God, like that, that says something that says something where it's like, Oh my God, we got to get this dude. We, yeah. we have to get him. And yeah, man, you just felt for him you know, being captive like that and being experimented on. And then you go through all that and thank God you're able to meet some, some friends where you can like, okay, at least I can, I can find some type of levity. I got friends that, you know, okay. Okay. Great. And the friends, man. Oh, me, (laughs) Layla. Oh, or it's Lila, 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 my bad. Lila and floor. Yeah. Lila teeth and floor. And yeah, man, just the uh, the crew that's just was always such in high high hearts. They're like, hey, you know, once we get to to the new world, you know, everything's gonna be good. And they just played, and they just brought that that 
a ray of happiness in that bleak hell of a place they were imprisoned. You know what I mean? It's, they, honest man. to God, gave Rocket Raccoon an anime background story. Like, yeah. You, the, you know, so like there's tragic background stories and then there's anime tragic background stories. Yeah, there's like, different. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking specifically like like Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Talk like about that, it. That moment where like, okay, there's you see future Trunks, he's a super badass, but yeah. then you see the... Uh, the uh, trunks episodes where it's like it's him with the one-armed gohan uh-huh. in the in the apocalypse world and you just yep. you see him go through it mm-hmm. uh, i'm thinking specifically like one piece like any one of the main yeah. one piece characters Put them in there. it's like yo they, that's what they gave for a rocket they yeah, gave them a backstory that is like just so perfectly fitting like with that backstory in mind and having recently watched all the other guardians movies, mm-hmm. I can see completely why he is the way that he is yeah, and why he's so adamant about like pushing people away. Right. Cause like yeah. the last time he truly, truly let people like into his life, mm-hmm. he got them all killed. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't even him that like, well, I mean, he feels bad because survivor. Right. 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 But, yeah. but still like he, he didn't really do anything that got them killed. Mm-hmm. He was just like they, they were trying to get free because like they were all going to die anyway. Right. So yeah. Um. God. Man. Yeah. What nah. What more can I say about Rocket Raccoon? Man, Rocket's um, man or Coon, Raccoon or what? I don't know. I, he don't like to be called a raccoon, but I think he he finally accepted it at he the end. He accepts it because he, he accepted it. He never knows what he actually is. He never right. like even though people tell him you're a raccoon, he's like, like no, I'm not I'm a not. freaking raccoon. Man. And then he that moment where he goes into the cages, yeah, and he sees like all the other animals that are still there. He still sees like a bunch of baby raccoons, just like what he used to be mm-hmm. and then he sees the name like subject species like raccoon yeah and that's when he like he accept, he like comes to terms with like what he is mm-hmm. and what happened to him yeah and oh god yeah. it's so hard to talk about it this is movie. man it is the, the fact that they made the uh the emotional stakes of the film the fact that he gets critically injured mm-hmm. uh and that it's up to the rest of the guardians to step up in order for them to like basically save his life uh like they they have to like get this information so that they can act deactivate a kill switch that's in his body yeah uh in order to like actually save his life um and that those are the stakes throughout mm-hmm. the film mm-hmm. is just utterly brilliant, especially yeah. because I feel like for most people, myself included, Rocket is my favorite Guardian. Uh, I'm like, not mad at that. Man. Leaving Guardians one, like I deeply loved Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and like most of like I just love that character. That's like they're they're scrappy. They're a bit of an a hole, but like in a pinch, they they oh, have yeah. your back. They got your back. Um, and that's that's what Rocket is. Uh, he's he's that guy that like you know I'm going to act like I don't actually like or care about you, but I'm I'm still going to be there to uh, to help out. I'm going to act like a, a tough closed off asshole, but mm-hmm. like when when the chips are down, I'll I'll save you. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, just the the moment where um you think that he's about to die. Yeah, it's about to yeah go into the afterlife, man. And then he they bring him back. He's like brought back into it Mm -hmm. and like everyone's just so relieved and starts crying that he's alive. And then the moment like, cause Nebula and like a few of the other guardians aren't with him when that happens. Yeah. 
the the moment that got me was when uh they're talking to her over the comms and yeah. then, uh rocket says something and she's like wait was that rocket and like she starts to yeah, like she breaks break down, down yeah. realizing that he's okay he's good that bro that's the moment i cried Heck yeah that's man. The, like uh, we all cried during this movie there's hey, not man. a dry eye in the house it was, when the credits rolled man i heard somebody say this walking out and i agree it is the saddest happiest movie it really <laughs> ever is. yo like and it's like yeah i mean nah man when, yeah i'm right there with you man when rocket spoke and everyone just like and to the point where even gamora like was like oh this this person right here this she is a big deal even care yeah nah, she's but not even emotionally attached but even she's like, even she's Whoa. like oh the levity like this is heavy like okay all right i see i see what it is and yeah man rocket yeah this was definitely his film and yeah right when he because i was like please don't because i we were making mention of like oh man somebody might go and it was between drax and rocket and i was like they can't take rocket out i, I thought it was gonna be drax but rocket man like you say man rocket is definitely the lead leader of the new guardians and yes. the lead of this film man it was it was an amazing thing to see you know we've, we finally got to see where rocket came from and all the the stuff he went through to where it's like you want like you're saying you understand um yeah man it was such a such a powerful scene of him coming back and like now that he's back oh he's he's here yep and the scene that got me like like hyped and emotional was like hey man i'm done running you know what i'm saying like yep. when when the carrier was going down it was burning up he's like nah fam like <laughs> gamora's I'm like not, yo yeah we get out of here he's like man i'm done running i'm not letting this asshole define who i am yeah like, i'm done anymore no we take and then when he said that and everyone just like yeah no nah, we following and then like, yeah. that's when you knew it's like yeah man that moment and then the the slow walk while uh beastie boy yes. is playing and then the hallway fight scene with all of them oh together. my god that, that that hallway fight scene was top fight um yo in all of the mcu that might be top three top two Honestly. maybe because my when you've seen everyone do work you know what I'm saying? We get glimpses, but this is the first time we've seen yes. everyone individually kick ass, yo, in their own unique fighting yes. ways. Yeah, man. I'm like, this is the squad right here. The um yeah, there so uh, I've recently just said like one of my favorite all-time MCU moments is the moment where Yondu, Raku, or Rocket and Groot take back the uh, the Ravager ship. Yeah. There are several moments in this movie that even top that moment mm -hmm. where it's like that's fight scene down the hallway by all means definitely is included with that. It's like wow, everyone is like you were saying, everyone's kicking ass, everyone's showing off what makes them uh important to this team in this in this one continuous shot it was too. such a badass shot man such a because it, it was so it was a whole sequence right the slow slow-mo walk right it was and i love the slow-mo walk with the fire with the whole crew all finally united because you knew oh we ain't losing this yeah. like you got it no uh -uh. and then drax come through he's like move, move, move. open it up let's go to work and yep. then when they finished everyone off it was subtle but the slow-mo of them like all all right now let's go yep and uh, the final scene, that final battle where you saw Rocket finally take on the High Evolutionary. Yeah. And High Evolutionary was giving him the business. Yeah. Up no. to that point where Rocket put them gravity boots on. Yep. And then that's when the whole squad 
put they foot in that dude ass, man. Mm-hmm. It was great. I love it. <laughs> I loved it, man. <laughs> oh, man. When they all took turns, because like that scene to me was really the scene that brought them all together. Because we fighting you for Rocky. Yeah. And not and not only that, but like at that point, each one of those characters individually has a reason to hate the high evolutionary yeah. too. They're like, "Oh no, we've we've seen what you've done. We know what you're about. Yeah, yeah we're we're going to kick your ass." Every last one, and then ending it with Gamora with that deadly uh, oh stab, God. and it was just no emotion. I'm just going to take off the little skin face mask that you have on. Yeah. So uh, oh. just. Uh, full disclosure for uh, for folks who uh, you may not have seen the movie yet, but you might be listening to hey. this debating whether to like uh, take your kids to see the movie. Oh, um, be, <laughs> be advised. So yeah, this uh, this this one is like probably the the more disturbing Guardians movie. Yeah, like, all, I honestly I'm kind of surprised that the Guardians is as popular with uh, kids as it is. I get it, but mm. like the first one, it's like no, there's a there's a lot of language, a lot of violence. In, hey, in this movie and, speak, so, yeah. and speaking of language man somebody dropped an f <laughs> and boy yep. and when when your boy star lord dropped it i was like oh i loved it because it was it was so perfect. <laughs> it was so perfect because so <laughs> he's fed up man you get annoyed right you, how many of us get annoyed at somebody who just won't do just just turn it turn just, it just to do turn the f- indoors yeah. <laughs> yeah like because we all get to that point like yep. i'm trying to show you i'm telling you how to do it you're not listening to me we've all been through it It was super because you think like oh the first f-bomb of the mcu like what's it going to be when what's it's going to be, be about? it's just like <laughs> it's just a dude yelling at another just person how to open a freaking car door car door, <laughs> are you going to get in yeah like what are we doing here because lord knows i've said that a ton of times to people like yo are, uh, what's happening what we doing uh, oh man <laughs> Oh God, I love this movie, man. I love this movie so much, man. If uh if you were to rate this movie, I know it's it we just came from seeing it, man. And it's super fresh. It is. And so is it too early to rate it? Do you need like another week to kind of like, No, I can rate it now. And I'll okay. I'll um I'll revisit it maybe sometime next week after I've had some time to digest in. Yeah. But by all means, I'm I'm probably going to see this movie again in theaters. Absolutely. No, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was just that beautiful. Yeah. Um, because I just I love the the Guardians movies. Yeah, uh, man. All of them, all of them are my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. This is the best MCU trilogy by far. Mm-hmm. Um these are some of my favorite characters in the entire MCU. Yeah. James Gunn did just a phenomenal job. Yeah, man. Shout out to James Gunn, man. Am- James Gunn, man. Thank you. 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 Anyone who says or has any doubts that he cannot make a Superman movie after watching this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah, the Guardians... I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the Guardians movies are, like, funny movies, uh, th- but they have their moments of seriousness. Uh, and with this movie, it's like, okay, you're you're expecting a bit of a comedy because it's, it's the Guardians, but then you get, like, these really deep, really heartfelt moments throughout. Like, so much of this movie is, like, solemn and somber to the point that, like, after watching, I'm like he truly can just pull off anything yeah and yeah the humor like worked perfectly like none of it felt forced right um 
and just the the way the movie ended with like the guardians all greeting like they need to like go their their separate race yeah they make rocket the the new captain the new or like captain. the new guardians yeah the new regime and it ends with the song the uh the dog days are gone by mm-hmm. uh florence and the machines yeah and just again that moment where you just see all these characters like get their individual happy endings i'm i'm tearing up as i'm mentioning yeah. it right now yeah, man it's just it's such, perfect it's it perfect, perfect man perfect way to wrap it up man this is a 10 out of 10 movie yeah there it we go there we is. go there we go there we go any any nitpicks any gripes that i have with this movie are mm-hmm. truly truly like itty itty bitty stuff even this yeah. thing that i said earlier about uh about like the relationship with mantis and uh star star lord yeah really playing right, out. right 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 but it's also like i mean that's kind of like learning that like oh um yeah your dad had another family and this mm-hmm. is your other sister it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh okay um i mean you're you're cool and all and sure okay you're my sister so i guess i care about you but also uh, right like it's that sort of thing so yeah. like i can kind of see that mm-hmm. but um yeah no end of the day um highly highly recommend this movie i just i love it with all my heart yeah so. man yeah man hey look yo ah for the first time ever man i'm right there with you man two ten out of tens for this one right here man ten out of ten oh hey look <sighs> This was, I couldn't think of a better way to end it. Because think about this, man. We almost didn't get this movie. Like We really didn't. Like, James Gunn was out for, yeah. for a minute to where the cast was like, oh, we ain't doing it without him. Yeah. And and that kind of sums it up, man, as much. I'm going to miss this crew so much that I wouldn't want to see them without him. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want another Guardians without James Gunn yeah. involvement in it. And I know James Gunn, he's he's moving on to DC and I know he's going to do an amazing job. Like you said, you brought up Superman Legacy that he, you know, he's going to be directing. He's also, yeah, I believe he's written it as well too. That, yeah. So, uh yeah, man, I have all faith in James Gunn. Uh I'm here for it. I have all faith in the world that he's going to do amazing and uh yeah, man, I think he's going to blow it out the water man i think uh and this was the swan song to the mcu what a way to do it because man i couldn't i couldn't picture a better film like any any net picks of like you were saying about the actual film it's it's just minuscule for me man yeah. like anything that i have like because I, I agree with you there are some moments where i'm like oh yeah they could have but you know what I, it's so damn good, man. It I'm is. good with. It. I'm like, but don't get me wrong. The mint, uh, the nitpicks are valid. I'm not. I'm not going to say, like, oh man, whatever. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, yeah, this was uh, this was that. This was amazing. It's like when uh, when you're eating a bag of potato chips and mm-hmm. you know you should stop. Yeah. But then it's like you bite into that one chip that's like just the extra, like the salt, the taste, it all like levels out perfectly. It's like, ooh, yeah, it's so good. I gotta go back for just one more. Right. And it's like it's not quite as like where you want to end it off. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, no, I need to stop. And then you finally just roll up the bag. It's like, even though you're like, oh, I could use one more. It's just like we want more. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day um they did a just absolutely marvelous job mm. with uh with this absolutely so. absolutely so uh mm. go see it if you hopefully you saw it so that way you're not getting spoiled by us but uh see it again 
because <laughs> yeah. I know I plan on seeing it a few more times, man. I gotta, I gotta take other friends and family members, man, to go see this film because this is one of the IPs of Marvel that people who weren't even into Marvel like that love this franchise yeah. because of because of that that family that that bond and everything. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, go see it. Do mm-hmm. yourself a, a solid, man. And if you are a person who has not seen the movie yet, but you're still listening because you don't care about spoilers, but yeah. still want to hear what our takes are. Uh, yeah, no, highly recommend going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please, please go watch this movie because um, one other thing I will give this movie credit for. Yeah, there are no Blorcos. <laughs> There we go. There's no like forced like, oh, we're going to set up this character in this next movie here. Mm -mm. No, this is like a end for all of them. Even though like the very last end credit scene, you see Star Lord with his uh with his grandfather Mm. and they're just they're just eating breakfast, they're having a good time. And there's that tagline, Star Lord will return. Hey. So it's like, okay, they're probably gonna do something with him in the future. Yeah. uh, with like him being in one of the Avengers movies. Right. I could see that. Yeah. I could see it. But even with that, it's like that's literally it. That's it. Like this is just an end to a part of the MCU that I have wholly loved with yeah. all of my heart. And just what a way to go. Yeah, man. I'm gonna miss this crew, man. Mm. God, I'm gonna miss this team, man. I might miss this team more than the Avengers, man. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, hey, look, I'm I'm just saying. Uh, it's fresh out the theater but i'm telling you it's something about because that's why shows like uh umbrella academy um that's why them and another list of uh shows i love the family bond i love the ragtag teams where they're like you don't expect much from them but they're the best team and this was one of them man and uh yeah that's all i'll say man i'm a i'm gonna miss this crew so much and uh but also i'm excited to see where the MCU goes now because I feel like mm-hmm. I was talking to CBJ in the theater and I was telling him like yeah man this was a movie that a lot of the MCU doubters have like are now like wait oh this was this was a good bounce back yep. you know what I'm saying because Ant-Man was divisive Thor you know people either loved or you know maybe not like so much uh, I'm not counting Wakanda forever because that was that was Wakanda forever yeah like, you you knew what you were getting from that which most people at least love that to a point uh, but yeah I really feel like this was that energy for those who were kind of like uh, a little shaky on MCU, but now you know, I feel like this was this is one of those that was like, all right, we back on. All right, Kevin Feige, you know, listen here, you took away my guardian, so you need to make it quick, bringing in the goddamn mutants. There we go, the get, mutants get me them X Men, X Men, my one ragtag team. Now bring me the other ones, bring, bring the squad. Now it's time, it's time now, man. We got to bring the X Men, and X Men are coming. Fantastic Four, we've heard rumblings about signings. I mean, we made mention of Adam Driver a few weeks ago. And uh, so, hey, man, we y'all got a big task. You got big shoes to fill because Guardians, that's a big shoe now. All right. <laughs> a really big shoe. Y'all better fill it. Y'all yep. better fill it. So, uh, yeah, man. All right. Woo. 
boy, that was a good, that was a good time, man. That was. Felt good to get all that out there, man, because we had to come straight from the theater and record it. Yeah. And uh, man, oh man, but as always, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully y'all enjoyed our review, our reactions, whether you agree with us or don't. Hey, man, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in, all right? And as always, Raj, you want to let the people know where they can find you. Yes, y'all can find me mainly on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok at flash.photography.cause. And then for my all-around meme-tacular page, you can also follow me at Always Sunny in Watchmen. Yeah. Posting the uh, the dankest of memes, so uh, so definitely give me a follow there and uh, check me out there. So uh, yeah, um, and then yeah, follow the rest of our crew. I mean, we may mention CBJ joining. Yeah, us man, for, CBJ uh, for man out the house, baby. Yep. Hey, I'll tell you this, man. CBJ, man, <laughs> he work hard, bro. He does. He work hard, man. And uh, so it was good to reunite with CBJ for that uh, for that period, man. So, yeah, make sure you follow Comic Book John on uh, what, Instagram, Facebook, uh, under Comic Book John, right? And, uh, yep. and, and his comics, Bright Light Comics, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Make sure you give that a follow as well because, uh, you know, he's a writer. And Lord knows uh, we need more writers because uh, this writer strike – yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the big elephant in the room, man. This, is, I mean, we're excited about these new franchises, but make sure you take care of the writers first, man. All right. Uh, and yeah, and obviously, as always, man, follow out my the people's people right there, man, and uh, cut it out, comics and cosplay. Cut out comics and cosplay. Yeah, little CEO. That's right. Make sure you follow them and uh, all the awesome stuff that they always do with their cutouts, man. They got some cool stuff coming, and I'm super excited. And I want my cutout. All right? I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. They, You know, they know. They know. Uh, man, and also, shout out to our producer extraordinaire, Reggie C. at Sonic Embassy. And uh, make sure you follow them and also their Pop Culture Icons podcast. So be on the lookout for that. I know, like uh, we were saying last week, that uh, Rigel was a guest on one of them. So make sure you be on the lookout for that episode yes. and more. And uh, as always, man, follow yours truly, J Rock the Mike on Facebook, Instagram, no Twitter at J R O C D A M I C. Also, oh, don't forget, follow our uh, good friend Ant at uh, Lutra Vandross. Yes. You know what I'm saying? On IG and Twitter, right? It's Twitter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so make sure you follow Ant, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, where it is, man, and maybe. Uh, possibly uh coming back possibly, to the yes. coming back to the show very very soon all right so uh make sure you follow and and most importantly man follow the comic section on all social media platforms man facebook instagram twitter tiktok if you don't stop mm. and head over to our main page the comic section network.com again that's the comic section network.com where you can find this show and many of the other affiliated comic section podcast network shows and Always make sure you head over to our merch tab. Shout out to our merch partners, Exotic Enclave, where you go there, check out the Fire Comic Section Podcast merch. And while you're there, use promo code Best Fans Ever. Save yourself 10% off on all the items in the merch store. All right. And uh is that about it? Did we get everything? I believe so. We've uh we've wrapped up everything. We've uh we've done good. Wait a minute. What? I just remembered something important. Okay. David Hasselhoff is not in this movie. <laughs> Worst Marvel movie ever. How dare they? How dare they exclude David Hasselhoff? You put him in Guardians Volume 2, but then you don't bring him back for this one? Mm-mm. No. Boo. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Throw it. Throw it. I That's totally it. forgot about the hall. Yep. Nope. Yep. 
I can't did. forget about the huff. Damn. Yep, got deducted 10 whole points. Damn from it, man. Nine, nine out of 10 now. Yeah, nine out of 10. Y'all had us. Y'all had us, man. You brought up the huff. Now you're getting it's nine out of 10 now, you know. Uh, but yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, be on the lookout for a brand new issue of the comic section podcast next week. Tune in. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace. I am Groot. You are now tuned in to the award-winning Comic Section Podcast Network. <laughs>